What I came to learn was that houses aren't haunted. People are. Ghosts and living beings of today want the same thing, to be freed from the pain of their past, to be freed of their suffering. And yet so many of us are terrified of what freedom really means. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Modern Sage Podcast with Leah Guy. I'm your host. I've been telling the story of living in this haunted house and purchasing this, this home for the past several weeks. And while I'm going to, quote, wrap it up, we'll continue with the messaging of the story throughout upcoming podcasts and actually in all of my work. If you want to hear more about the actual story itself, then I invite you to visit my website and sign up for the newsletter so that you can be one of the first to know when my one woman show is launched. I will be telling stories in that one woman show as well as healing information and spiritual teachings. So I would really love to have you there. And of course, there's more written about this story in the screenplay, which is finished and we are starting to pitch soon. If you're watching or listening to this in real time, this is the first week of the new year, 2024. And I just want to say, I wish for you all good things, abundance of mind, of body, of spirit, and that whatever you have in your heart, whatever passions drive you, I hope that you will learn to face your fears and move through those so that you can achieve your purpose and fulfillment while you're here. So happy new year. Okay. So as I said, we're kind of wrapping it up now, interestingly, just like in, he in our healing work, people ask me, how did you get rid of the ghost? If you've been listening for the past few weeks, you know, that this was a very personal and very intentional process for me as I felt called to this place. And in the last episode, I shared that revelation of how I had been living with a broken heart and how the victim energy mentality was still kind of lingering in me, um, connected to certain things that had happened in my life. And so I would say the same thing about healing this house as I would healing in our lives, which is, it is a process that unravels and unfolds as we go. Do I believe Edward, the dark energy is gone? Yes. Did I banish him and kill him or send him back to where he came from? No, that's not my job. I think that energy is still very present in the area there near the house, but it's not in my house. Um, do I feel like I overcame and healed the process that I was there to do? Yes, including myself. And there was so much learning and understanding from that process, obviously as a healer in this, in this industry, if you will, of spirituality and wellness, I've participated and been part of healings and experiences and, and events and so many things over the past 30 years. And there's, there's this need within us and I get it to be over. We're very linear in our thinking. We're very connected to this timeline of beginning and ending. And we want something to be clearly defined with the start and a finish, especially when it comes to things that are difficult to process or difficult in our lives. But the reality is, is that if we remove that need and that fear that's connected to needing a beginning and an end, then we are in what we are in all the time. It, it frees us up to really be in the present moment. And so do I feel complete at the house? Yes, I do. And for that, I'm very grateful. I feel like I faced my own darkness. 
I feel like I faced the darkness of the woods. I had the tenacity to stay the course. I applied healing measures to the home itself, to the energies that were there. I learned how to comfort and soothe different parts of myself, as well as those young girls in the history of that house. I learned how to even further stand up and speak my truth and attach to my power and empowerment and worthiness, how to claim space, how to set boundaries, how to withstand and build tolerance for the uncomfortable. There's so much learning that happened at that house that I think can be applied to all of our lives and the realization that the work that we're here to do isn't about doing someone else's work for them, which is a hard thing to learn. Now in my notes, we're in about October of 2022, just about a year ago, a little year and a half ago now, I'd started the public speaking school. I had started outlining the story that I wanted to tell. At this point, there was no movie script. There was no speech. There was no one woman show. There was no anything except for this idea and seeing, looking back over the past couple of years, seeing how the teachings of this house had really deepened and strengthened my own life and, and what I wanted to do with that. In the outlining of the story, I began to recognize even further the ways that I've carried that energy of victimization and or codependent or control, overly controlling in my life. I was carrying other people's pains and stories. Of course, I hear a lot of people's pains and stories and I have for a very long time. And it took a good deal of time to learn how to empathize without empathing. And if you're interested in that, I invite you to listen to my previous podcast um, that talks just about that, that topic itself. But I had to learn to restructure part of my life, a work-life balance. I was, came to realize an identity of self that was connected to that entanglement of victim that was actually keeping me attached to relationships in my life that weren't healthy for me, that was trying to fix people or attracted to the wounded bird and trying to somehow help them along and effort to ultimately help myself along. Of course, I didn't do this maliciously or even have the conscious awareness of it at the time, but through this more full understanding of self and how I was in avoidance of different parts of my own suffering and own discomfort, this is how it was manifesting in my life. So a few more dreams happened with Edward and they continued to be the same theme of me finding my voice, me calling him out by name and me banishing him from the space, basically telling him that he was no longer allowed here, that this was not his home, that this was my home. And the more I did that, the more strong I became and the more confident I became when I went to sleep every night. Eventually that netting that I put up back in 2020 around my bed to protect me from the spirits and the wasps and the bats and <laughs> everything that was flying around, I was able to cut that netting down. And for me, that was the most symbolic day of my time at the house that I no longer needed this kind of superficial protection. I no longer needed this veil between me and the world. I no longer felt terrified of the vulnerability of going into a sleep. And so I cut the netting down 
and was free. This came after months, years of doing the work. When people ask me that question, what did you do to heal the house? It was all of it. It was an internal process. It was external things that I, that I did do in the house and the energy for the energies there, but it's not a one stop. It's not a, a quick fix. There is no quick fix in our healing. It is never over. Yes. We can move beyond certain things. We can feel less reactive to certain things. We, we may not be inundated with thoughts and worry like we were before. And all that is wonderful but it takes time and the process. It's not even time itself. Time is an illusion. If we take time out of this linear idea of what life is, and we allow ourselves to be present in the now, to be fully here and not judge ourselves by the how much or the when or how long, then we'll have a better connection to ourselves and to what is really going on. And so, yes, it was remodeling the house. Yes, it was facing the demon in the in the middle of the night yes it was all of those every night walks in the dark road in the woods walking my dog or going to my car it was facing the fear of nothingness it was facing my own in internal demons and history it was facing the memory it was showing up to myself and for this house and for the energies that were there, for the stories that it tells, that to me is connected to every other story. And the more that I did that, the more grounded I became and the more embodied I was and the less afraid I was and certainly the less reactive and defensive I was to what was going on around me. Another thing that happened in this time was I connected to my anger. A lot of people have a challenge and expressing their anger and recognizing the feeling of anger itself. And we repress anger because we've been taught that it's bad or that it's wrong. And in my healing work, diving into the, the pits of my anguish and suffering, I didn't just allow myself to cry. I allowed myself to get angry, angry at Edward, the energy in the house for trying to take what was mine, anger at people, anger at anger at other things that have happened, anger, anger isn't a comfortable feeling. And I understand why we don't want to feel it. But when we can connect to anger in the moment, the anger arises and let it just express itself and move up and out, then we're no longer prisoner to the anger. The anger will not build to rage or resentment or to all these other things. And so I allowed myself to feel that anger and I allowed myself to become unattached to the identity of anything that had happened to me in my past. Yes, it happened. Lots of things happened as they did for you, I'm sure. The identity to who we think we are, to what we do, to how we label ourselves. And through all this, I believe I stopped the cycle of trauma. A lot of people are talking about generational trauma. And even there, we think, oh, well, if I fix me, then I'll fix everyone. We have this mentality of trying to solve something for everyone else. One of the greatest things I learned to do at that house more fully was to find my voice. I found it in the house. I found it with Edward in my subconscious. I found it eventually on the stage through that public speaking school, through writing, 
through journaling, through speaking out, through the same ways that I encourage so many of my clients to work with actually connecting to their authentic truth, their authentic emotions in the moment and allowing them to be heard, allowing yourself to take up space, allowing yourself to express fully who you are. In that, in that process, learning how to validate for oneself, learning how to assure uh, the inner part of you or the, the inner child of you or the, the hurt and suffering parts of you that there is reason for that pain and it's okay. Learning how to soothe for yourself and to comfort yourself. These are all incredible and, and vital resources for us in order for us to stay connected to our healing journey. And I also continue to practice the five steps that my grandmother wrote on that card that fell out of the Bible to activate my angels, to pray in spirit every day, to not murmur, to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit and to act like God's word is really true. Whatever your spiritual beliefs, whatever you connect to and look out towards or pray to, I encourage each of us to have some place to build that relationship with spirit. However that looks, however that sounds, whatever that is. If you need support in reclaiming your connection and your relationship to spirit, please reach out to myself or to someone in your circle. It is one of the most profound and beautiful things that we can do. And it is a relationship. It's a relationship much like our relationship to nature, to air, to earth, to water, to wind. The relationship that expands beyond this small dimensional self in this linear timeline of our humanness. When we can build and expand our consciousness and relate to what is greater than us, then we have a power that we can resource and activate at all times. We aren't meant to do this life alone. We aren't meant to just be in these little boxes by ourselves, suffering and struggling. We're meant to be in connection and connection with spirit, connection with other, connection with nature, connection with the river, the wind, the water, the seas the connection to animal, the connection to your most carnal state of being is not about just a 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. functioning work day and time with your family and game night. Those things are wonderful. And isn't it a blessing that we get to experience them? But there is so much more. There is so much more. And what I learned in this house is that when we move in that spirit every day, claiming our place here, claiming our worth, speaking our truth, being assured in a trust that extends beyond the trust of the limitations of self and our story and our past, when we become unattached to the expectation and needs of the victimness, the defensiveness, the controller, the entitled one, the, the judger that we have within us, the critic, the ex explainer, when we become unattached to having to operate from those lower vibrational parts of us in this 
lower dimensional state. And we can learn how to function and live in a higher vibrational state connected to something that's much more valuable and worthy than these attachments to our pain and suffering, then we are free. And when you're free, you can engage and connect. You can laugh and cry. You can create. You can share your life fully and freely. You are alive. This story will continue in different ways in the coming podcasts. I will be bringing some guests back on the podcast and I assure you that they have nothing but value for us. And I'm really excited about that. If you do want to hear more, then I do encourage you to please stay connected on social media or through my website um, to get the newsletter. So you will be one of the first to know when my one woman show comes live, or if there's any videos around that, that I'll be sharing that you can stay connected. There is so much more to this story on weed and street, but I, I have to save some of it. <laughs> I have to save some of it for, um, for the future work, but just know that the house is safe. The house is strong. I am safe. I am strong. And I feel so good and wonderful about that place that now I go there to retreat and relax. I moved out of it and I've turned the upstairs into a rental space. And so I've had several people stay already. And if you're interested in a getaway, it's a beautiful town, it's a beautiful home, and you will certainly experience some beautiful energies at that place. So we continue to protect and surround ourselves with blessings of protection of um, light, of healing, and may we all continue to walk the path of our highest and best, most expanded self, feeling safe, feeling trusting, and feeling fully embodied in this experience that we're having on earth. More to come real soon, friends. Take good care.